Okay, folks, here we go. This is Byron's Market Position, Episode 2. Uh, this is Window Dressing. Uh, this is for um, my beginner traders and investors, uh, seasoned investors, and also my advanced traders. This session, this uh, episode. Okay, so um, today is um, December 29th, 22. And uh, it's a Thursday. Um, the first episode was actually yesterday. It was kind of low. Uh, this volume is going to be a lot higher. And then we'll probably redo episode one. Okay. So I'm going to go over some things today. Uh, let's talk about the market results. And if this comes out early enough for you guys, you can um, piggyback off it. But... Um, uh, the market finished up firm. We kind of needed this yesterday. On Wednesday, it didn't happen. It did a little uh, fake out. Basically because sometimes you get too much buildup with the Santa Claus rally. If too many people know about one thing, it doesn't really happen in the market. Uh, as far as my 30 years of actually trading. Uh, I got hurt a few times. Um, banking on or believing in one uh, situation and uh, that trend did not happen you know some of these trends are very good trends but they only uh, last uh, what well, only happen 80% of the time and sometimes they only last for about 12 years and then another trend form maybe form so you gotta the quiet the more quiet the trend is with a certain community behind it uh, is a good thing. Once you get everybody to start knowing what a Santa Claus rally is, a Turkey Day rally, a January barometer, and all these fancy things in the market, and cute little things in the market, then they, they usually sometimes don't happen if you hear it too much on retail, you know, commercial television, or even radio. Today it was very quiet. Nobody mentioned it. I actually watched the soap opera, which I call... The networks, I listen, I listen, nobody said anything. And the market confirmed off a good, a good. well, I don't know if it's a good job list number, but right now anything is good if we think the market's going to go up because the Fed may not hike rates. Um, so that's how that go. Um, GDP is the best number in the world to have to me as an economist, you know, if I'm going to act as an economist <laughs> for the day. That's the best number you were going to need is growth. Um, people like to stop growth. Uh, it don't make any sense sometimes, but sometimes if you grow too fast, you will burn because you got to come down very hard and you run everybody out. That's why you want to have a stable stock market. And today was a great day for that to show you guys how to, if you could follow it the way I followed it all day long, the Dow Jones. And S&P gradually went up slowly. Um, and it gave you time to invest in some of your favorite stocks. Now, everybody's not going to make money in the stock market every time we get a little rally. So this is the Santa Claus rally. This is not the beginning of the Santa Claus rally to me. Um, it's just, you know, part of it. Um, this is probably going to be probably the best day of the Santa Claus rally. Tomorrow be pretty good. Even if it go up 600 points tomorrow, you're probably going to have a lot of stocks going down, some stocks going up. It's going to be a lot more mixed. 
Some people was trying to sell before January. But uh, we'll get to that too as well. That's what window dressing is all about. But the Dow did very good, up 300 points. Uh, finished up 33,221. S&P was up 65. The NASDAQ did very well, up 264 points. And it needed, it needed that. Um, it's not nothing to confirm because a lot of the stocks I've seen that went up in the NASDAQ. I will be shorting me and my team, and we'll have a lot of put options to go on the downside to make money going down. Um, it's just some stocks. I see the subscription stocks went up on a bounce, most, mostly called bottom fishing. And um, the dollar uh, against the yen, the dollar went down. That's pretty decent. Um, but, you know, right now, I believe, I believe the dollar may hit like 128. Right now, it's at 133 dollar yen. Um, so, let's see what happens. Okay. Uh, but tomorrow should be very, pretty decent tomorrow. Um, I don't know if we're going to have any kind of fake outs tomorrow. Like, far as like a reversal or anything like that or crazy future Future should be normal um, at the beginning. The future's been faking us out. The futures, you have a decent future, like 170 points. The next thing you know, when the market open, the market's down 50, the, the Dow's down 50 points, negative. It's been faking us out like that. Because usually, when the futures are good, whether it's a bear or bull market, you get that follow-up, okay? On a, on a bull market, if the futures is up 100, it usually go up 200 or $300, 300 points per day. In a bear market, if it's up, uh, the futures is up 100, it usually gives you a 75-point rally, not a rally, but a 75-point or maybe just line up with 100 on a bear market, okay? So for my beginners, let's talk here real quick. What is a bear market? Okay, a bear market is when majority of the stocks, and I don't know if you want to say 80% or 70% of the stocks, is trending on a downward trend. And capitalization is being lost. Shares are being sold more than bought. That turns into a bear market. And usually, technically, we're not going to get into technically what a bear market, which was giving you what it means generally. Like I can tell you the percentage of what it means once we confirm that we're in a bear market. Sometimes you don't even realize you're in a bear market. In a bear market, usually you make a lot of money on the short side, meaning you are shorting the stocks. You borrowing the stocks from a broker, you make a lot of money, a ton of money. Okay, sometimes you, I made more money in a bear market or stocks going down in a bull market more than anything. Okay. So that's a bear market. Bear means, you know, the market's going down. It's bearish. We call it bearish as well. What is a bull market? A bull market is when the market is going up, whether we're in a recession, whether we're in an uh, uh, economic uh, expansion, which we haven't had in a long time, um, whether we have just a, a flat economy, you know, it's just moving along, GDP around 3%, 2%. You know, that's basically uh, a bull market, you know. Uh, even though economics got something to do with the, the stock market, but at the same time, 
you can have a great economy in a sucky mix uh, stock market. And you can have a bad where people barely can eat. <laughs> and you will have a great stock market. You know, um, you're going to be in almost in like a great recession. The stocks really do well. It's just, it's just weird like that. Because um, it's all about liquidity and money flow and people investing money. Mostly rich people if, if the economy is doing bad. Very wealthy people. So that's a bull market. Bull market going up. You know, it's doing really well. It lasts, can last for eight years, six years, two years. Bear markets usually last about two years, 18 months, maybe about three, three, if you I mean, I mean, mostly, mostly two, because bear markets don't last long because it happens very fast, okay? Bull markets take a lot longer because it's kind of strange how, you know, percentages work. If you got a $2 stock, like Microsoft wants a $2, $3 stock and it go to $60. <laughs> well, you're talking about what? How many folds is that? 33 folds? 20 folds? That's 20 folds, right? So that's, you know, 20,000%, right? You know, so that's a lot of folds. So you made 20 times your money. But... This is where it get crazy. If the stock is $60 and it's going down, it can only go down 100%. That's the crazy part about this. If you really, really thought about it, ever thought about that. That's finances for you, okay? So you can only go down 100%, but you can go up a ton of percentage. You can keep going up, but you can't go down but so much. Once you've once you've lost, if you if you got a thousand dollars, you lose twenty percent. That's twenty percent. Lose forty percent. That's four hundred dollars. And I, I suggest you get out if you lose four hundred dollars. But some fools out there will hold the stock all the way down. And if they got a thousand dollars, hold it down to five dollars because they just believe in the stock. That great, that great idea. It wasn't really a great idea because the other people didn't buy the stock. But you know. That's a bull and bear market, folks, okay? That's for beginners, okay? And anybody else that's seasoned and want to hear it, maybe my terminology of it, the way I explain it to you, learn something. Usually, even if you're a seasoned investor, if you listen to my basic, uh, you know, seminars, free seminars, or even some of my uh, Patreon videos, you will learn some things. You'll be like, oh, that's a, that's a hell of a jewel he just gave me. Um, you know, about the psychology of the market. I'm big on psychology of the market. Um, I trade off psychology of the market. A lot of times, I'm a contrarian. I like to trade like that, okay? So let's talk about window dressing. Window dressing is something everybody needs to know. Um, it's something that what happens is big institutions that have trillion-dollar funds, you know, but not. I'm not going to say those type of funds. I'm going to say more like a fund that has maybe about $30 billion, $60 billion. They will window dress to keep their uh, investors happy, uh, you know, to make it seem like they did even better than them in their personal accounts. 
Because what will happen is, if you got clients and say a client's worth ten million dollars and they put, you know, five hundred thousand in your firm and your firm managed sixty billion dollars, and you may own let's just pick on the stock here, uh, Netflix, and Netflix is down for the year. Um, and if it's down a year, a week before, or a month before uh, the closing year out, which tomorrow is the last trading day of the year, that stock don't you? Don't, you can't look for that stock to go up, okay? Because nobody's going to window dress and put that in their portfolio for their prospectuses to be out year end to their investors, giving people their performance for the last five years, the last year. So they got to make their last year look very, very good. These portfolio managers, okay? Which we'll talk about what's a portfolio manager later. That's mutual funds. So mutual funds investment company, they changed the name to mutual fund to make it sexy for just Wall Street people to keep people, the regular Joe, blue collar worker, to keep them out the situation and also make it seem like it's something different so they can invest. So the term mutual fund, that's what they came up with, the term mutual fund. It's a Wall Street word. Okay, but it's nothing but an investment company. It's the same way it's just regulated. So they can't short stocks and things like that. So these portfolio managers that run the fund and manage your money have to buy stocks that did well. So all the stocks that did well, the last two, three days of, of the uh, week, or maybe last week, they start buying it. They start buying companies that did well. Now, which companies did well? Boeing. So I seen last week, Boeing had a lot of activity. You know, and even even today, I believe Boeing did very well. Take a, take a look at the chart real quick, Boeing's chart. Let you know, I just don't want to say anything. Okay, so Boeing today, BA is the um, ticker symbol. Okay, so Boeing, they, they, they didn't really... They didn't really buy it like they bought it last week. They paid it was a heavy volume last week. So most mutual funds bought Boeing the window dress and say, yo, we own Boeing to put in their portfolio. Because what they do is they don't give you all the stocks they own in their portfolio, you their top eight, ten holdings, which are the ones the most percentages, and they probably bought a lot of shares of Boeing. So I look for Boeing to do very, very well tomorrow. Um, even on the close out tomorrow. It just, they need the Boeing to stay up to make them look good for the year. Stocks that did bad, they're selling those stocks. So you look for those stocks. If you're still holding those stocks that's doing bad, you should do the same thing. You should be dumping them. You should be dumping these stocks. You should have dumped them last month, you know, because you should have knew that they wasn't going up, but you don't know this information. So next year, you know the information. So next year... You follow, I say around Thanksgiving, you start looking for the best performing stocks. Well, actually, it's start in October. But you can start in Thanksgiving and October, just follow the best performing stocks. The big cap stocks, that the ones that the mutual funds and endowment funds for all the colleges and all the pension funds, which is really huge, like the fireman pension fund and the teacher's pension fund, they're going to invest in these companies to make their pension fund management look very well. Okay. I actually took up pension fund management, so I know <laughs> we got you. Got to make it look good, okay? Uh, you got to make it look very, very good for the uh, for your public, the public, okay? And that's that. All right, so that's window dresses. So next year you should be able to make some money, maybe eight percent, 
So if you got a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand, you make sixteen thousand or two hundred thousand. Um, if you got a quarter bill or something like that, if you even got two thousand dollars, it's fine. You know, I have to always when I'm talking to you guys, I always have to remind myself you got guys that starting off with five hundred, and I got guys that got millions of dollars listening to me. So I have to, you know, talk to everybody in the percentage form because I know you guys are lazy, and if I just say eight percent. It don't really mean anything. So sometime I may say a number to excite you so you understand on $100 million, 8% is $8 million, okay? Um, and that's a hell of a salary in a couple weeks if you make 8%. Let's not forget that, people, with the $5,000, okay? Um, you will get there one day, all right? Um, I just want to, you know, make keep it layman for you guys because, you know, a lot of times... Everybody talks in percentages on Wall Street, which that's the way you're supposed to do it. But to keep you guys involved with investing, I need and my team need to talk in that manner to make it where as though it's attractive, okay? Because just today, somebody told me 20 years ago, if you put a dollar in with one investment, you'd have 600 bucks. And it was like, oh, that's not that much money. I said, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of fold. If you have a dollar and you make turn six hundred dollars into one from one dollar, you know how many fold that is. That's crazy. I'm not doing the math with that. I want you guys to do the math on that. Because if you had a hundred thousand dollars and something went went up that many times, five hundred ninety-nine times your money? Are you kidding me? Um, so that's a great investment, you know. Uh, so the thing about it is. It's just, it's just as simple, okay? So let's talk about, um, so they call that buy stocks at the end of the year, you know, like window dressing. Some people might hear different terms for that. The real term is window dressing. You might find some guy want to change the name and everything like that. That's fine. Um, but that's this is a real good move for my active traders. Real good. It's not such a great move for investors, nothing like that. Um, you could do it, but like I said, you're only going to get maybe about 12%, 8%. Sometimes you're looking to get 20%. Uh, I was looking for McDonald's to do that. It didn't do it this year. Uh, it did it actually in October, so I was late. Um, so my call options didn't do really well today. Um, and I'm still holding a couple call options, some call options. And, um, and I'm still holding McDonald's. Um, as well, hoping for hoping for tomorrow, maybe a little window dressing. Okay, um, but that's that. That's that's. Uh, let's talk about a uh, tight trading range. Train tight trading range. Okay, tight trading tra trader range. Trading range means that okay, you need a lot of money to make money to make a living. Okay, I'll explain that to you. You need a lot of money to make a living. This is not for the $1,000 guy, okay? Because for one thing, the 25-20 rule is going to kill you, okay? Because you're only going to make $40 or $50 or whatever. This is for guys that got at least $30,000 or more to do this type of investment. You know, so when you're in a tight trading range, which that's what we're dealing with right now, tight trading, trading range, and this is why, you know, people get frustrated in the stock market right now because they probably don't have enough capital to do what they need to do. And and also, uh, a lot of big um, account holders with a lot of capital is also afraid 
because they think they're going to run into a down day or they're going the wrong direction. That's not true. You need to just study hard. Study 15 stocks. If you got if you got a large amount of um, capital and account, start studying 15 stocks. Get in my advanced class. Get in my um, advanced class, and this, I'm gonna teach you how to follow 15 good companies and make a lot of money. Make, and a lot of you guys I know got businesses that make them make them make you a lot of money already. I got friends that make $300,000 a month. Friends that make $700,000 a month. I got guys making $30,000 a month. I got real estate dudes making $20,000 a month. I got real estate dudes doing $20,000 a deal. You know, um, but the thing about it is, if you got that kind of money, I get it. You're making a lot of money. But remember, if you trade, if you follow, you know, I follow two companies right now like like crazy, X. I follow the hell out of X. And I follow GLD. You know, I like the QQQ, so I'm going crazy with these. I've been doing trading QQQ since since '94, though. You know, I've been trading since '94 QQQ, so I'm an expert at QQQ, um, and you know, and I, and I like I like uh, X, and I've been buying X since five dollars and thirty-two cents. So the thing about it is, these tight trading rate, we're in a tight trading range, and we're in a mixed market, okay, and it's all Fed sensitive. It's all fair sensitive to the stock market, okay? So um, if you follow our trades and you follow our investments, you're going to make money, okay? Um, it's sometimes going to be scary, okay? But you're going to make money. But that's what we're in. Um, so don't look for, like, follow-through. A lot of people look for follow-through in the market. What's going to follow through, you know? Um, no. The market is not going to follow through. It follow throughs to the downside. And what follow through means is when you buy a stock today and it's going up and you catch it and say it started the day at $14.25 and you bought it at $5 a share and then at the end of the day it's $5.25. I mean, if you buy it at $15.25, you bought it at 15 the stock opened up at $14.25. You bought it, let's say this again, you bought it at 15 and now at the end of the day to close is 15.25. Okay, you're looking for a 15.50 move in the morning or, or, or before it opened as a follow-through because you need this thing to get to 16 for you to make money so you can sell to somebody that's hoping for it to go to 17. That's how the stock market works. Okay, that's follow-through. If it don't happen, there's not enough foolish people out there to buy at 17 or 15.50, then it goes down, back down to, say, 14.85. That's how the stock market works. You get scared out and pushed out the stock and sell it. There's nothing wrong with that. You can cut your losses. You know, you let me tell you something. As a trader or as an investor, if you cut your losses... You always gonna be in this game. You gonna be invested for the next thirty years, forty years, fifty years, till the day you die. If you chase this market and you get all emotional, you're gonna lose half of your account. Okay? Don't do that. Don't chase it. Okay? Don't look for the follow through. I will let you guys know when the follow through is happening. Even the market. The soap opera will let you guys know. Uh, we're in a rally. The market is doing good. It's a bouncing back. We should have bought back in January. They're going to tell you all that. That's the follow-through. Right now, you're choppy. 
the market is not that much choppy. I won't say that choppy because this is not really choppy. It's just tight trading range. So that means you buy the stock at 14 and 16, and that's it. It might not go to 12, or it might not go to 17, 18. It's just you're in a tight trading range. And I'm going to tell you something. I watch Apple. I watch Apple from 1995. Yeah, I watch Apple from 1995 all the way to 2001 before it started to really kind of move. And it was the same trading range between $7 and $9. Stocks do that. They will be stuck in a trading range for seven, eight years. Okay? So this is why penny stocks are kind of hot. Because they're looking for the next Bill Gates. They're looking for the next Elon Musk. These, these people are over with. Elon Musk, that's a wrap. He already did his thing. He was great. Now, if he recreates something else and become even greater, that's great. But we're looking for the next one. Because we're looking for the next guy with that $5 stock. To take us to like $2,000 on some Warren Buffett stuff. <laughs> that's what everybody's looking for. That's what all the big, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the next CEO. I'm looking for that 22-year-old kid, that 30-year-old genius, that great salesman, that's 35, that take his company and be the next Jack Walsh like GE and make me a lot of money and make my clients a lot of money and even my students a lot of money. So that's the key right now. So all these people you see, Jeffrey Bezos, all these people, these people will be investing in younger folks to make the next big company. So you should be looking at small companies. Um, we have a list of small companies that we follow with some great ideas. And a lot of them are going to be down to nothing. Some of them is 30 cents. Some of them is a dollar. They'll be down to nothing. But you only need one. If you got eight, you only need one to do what you got to do. If you get one to do what you got to do, you're filthy rich. Okay, you don't need all eight penny stocks to take off. Okay, so uh, it's something I'll be talking to almost in every episode. Penny stocks and, and things like that. So, in a market like this, we got a tight trading range. This is for advanced traders right now and seasoned uh, traders or investors. Covered calls out of the bunny is so sweet. It's so sweet right now. You just make you just like a landlord of that stock. You could just sell them and make a lot of money. You need a flat market. This market gonna be flat. January is very difficult. We'll talk about it tomorrow. January and what I believe about January and you know the history of January trading. Um, I've lost more money in January than any month ever. In my life, <laughs> uh, very very tough month to trade in. Uh, I've made good money, but November, October, July, February, December, very good months for me personally. January always been a problem, okay. But I I do and my my team. We do get good stocks and good things to buy, but January is a very, very tricky month. Um, and they say that March come, come in like a lion, leave out like a lamb, but sometimes I think that should be January because January is very, very tough, okay? But I'm not trying to scare you guys. 
You know, it's just something you really got to watch January. Take a look at things before you just jump in there. It's a lot going on in January, okay? But um, let's do it. Um, and that's it. I just covered, you know, this is Window Dressing, Episode 2. And um, happy trading. You know, do your thing. And uh, go make some money. Don't let up. Be tough, okay? Because it's not easy. Take care. Till tomorrow.